Hello, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, another podcast game review of one of my favorite games of the year, Metro Exodus. So if you're not familiar with the Metro universe, I'm going to have major spoilers for the universe itself and the first two games, and minor spoilers for Exodus, which came out this year. I'm finally getting around to it. Busy. Anyway, um, as I'm compiling my year-end lists, this was one of the things that needed to be played and reviewed before I put out a year-end list, because I'm a big fan. And here's why. Several, several years ago, I read the Russian novel Metro 2033. It was translated into English. It is a very, very good book. Basically, the story is a nuclear war has happened and the population of Russia has moved into the metro tunnels. They're subway tunnels of which there are vast miles of and basically set up a life for themselves down there below where the radiation can get them. And the book is kind of a dark story about Artum, who goes on an adventure. The different societies that exist in different stations that have kind of... It's a very interesting and very different way to tell a dystopian story about post-nuclear war life. And it was made into a game called Metro 2033, and they did an excellent job. It is a hard game, mostly because it's hard to find ammunition and supplies, but that's like the crux of the story of the book and and the game as well. There was a Metro 2034 book which continued the story and they made a game out of it called Metro Last Light. Again, another great book continuing his adventures and going above ground a little bit. Now, I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but at the end, they kind of allude to the fact that maybe the nuclear war wasn't everything we thought it was, and maybe there was an outside force involved. This is something they haven't delved into much in the games. You see a thing at the end of the games, but that's about it. And they still haven't with the third book and the third movie. That would be an interesting story to tell. Don't want to get too much into that. So anyway, there was a Metro 2035 book, and we have a new game, Metro Exodus. Both tell the story of leaving Moscow, getting out of the tunnels, and going to the overworld 20 years after the war to see what's surviving, what's what things are like. Again, an excellent book. I highly recommend the trilogy of books, and I hope there's more, because they're extremely well-written. They're translated very well. I don't read Russian, so I assume they're, from what I've read from reviews, they're translated very well. And all three games have a different flavor because everybody in it is Russian. Everybody has the accent. There's a different way of thinking, a different way of acting. It 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 makes these shooter games much different than the standard shooter. They're shooters with stealth elements. The first two games take mostly uh, take place mostly within subway tunnels, which the third game is something a bit different, as as the book was as well. To not get too much into the story of the new one. Oh, by the way, if you want to pick up the first two games, they're available in a Metro Redux, you know, uh, the uh, collection that's very cheap these days to pick up, and they've been upgraded for um, next-gen consoles. They look great. They play great. Um, again, the first game is very hard. The second game is a little bit easier. The third game is quite enjoyable. It's one of my favorite games of the year, basically for the story. 
the story is they leave the tunnels and they get on a train. And as the game progresses, you go to different open world areas. The entire game is not an open world game. You can't go anywhere you want and do whatever you want. You're following a basically linear story. But within the chapters of the story, you can complete them in any way you want. You, you are basically dropped off in an area with a mission to fill, but there's other things that happen. This opens up the world, keeping the same mechanics of, of being able to find supplies, make your own supplies, upgrade your weapons and gear, um, story elements, non-player characters to meet and talk to, surprise events, big big wars and, and little stealth missions. It There is a lot of variety in the things you can do in Metro Exodus. It is a very entertaining game especially if you want a shooter with a different flavor. It, 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 it just feels different, and it's very enjoyable. I, I've played all the Far Cry games and the Just Cause games and things like that. I, I really like shooters, but this is something completely different. And the story is actually quite emotional, quite affecting in places, as all three games have been. Um, bad things happen, people die, but you you're invested. You care about the characters, which is rare for a game of this type. Metro Exodus, one of the best games of the year because of the gameplay is so varied. As you as you go into these different areas, one is a desert area, one is a mountainous snowy region, one is a forest area. And they're finding out that the world wasn't completely destroyed and that people did survive and and now there's different groups ruling different areas and some you deal with, some you fight with, some you stealthily get behind and cut their throats. It's it's definitely an R-rated game for some of the things that happen, the language, the violence. Um, there was one mission that took me completely by surprise. I've read the book, and and I knew this was coming, but I guess I had forgotten. And when you get to the twist of this particular area, it's like, oh, that's just, ugh. you know, anyway. Um it's very entertaining. Towards the end of the game, you get to one of the only forced missions where you have to do things in a certain order to get any further. And it's very rare that they force this into one of their games. But it wasn't hard to figure out. And once you got past that, the game continued with its open-ish, world-ish gameplay. Put this on your list. It's it's currently running about 20 bucks for a digital copy. It's definitely not expensive, and you get a lot of game. It is definitely not something you're going to finish in 10 to 20 hours. Um, the storyline is really cool. The characters are great. The graphics, the company uses their own engine, and they have tweaked it. It is one of the most beautiful games I've played this year. On a high-end PC, I'm sure it looks totally amazing. I played on a PS4, and the reflections in the water, the the leaves on the trees, the grass moves. It is a very detailed, very realistic looking game. Uh, the nighttime elements, uh, how you use a flashlight, uh, things that glow, really looks great on a PS4. Like I said, if you have a PS4 Pro or a PC, it probably looks stellar. So put it on your list if it sounds like something interesting to you. Metro Exodus a shooter with stealth elements, but you can pretty much complete the missions any way you want, except for that one thing involving, well, a giant bear, but you'll get to that. It's about two-thirds, three-quarters through the game. 
I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. This was a, a review of Metro Exodus, one of my favorite games of the year. As we get closer to the end of the month, I will post my year-in list. There's still some movies I want to see, still some albums I want to listen to, still some games I want to play, so I don't feel I can put up my list. And my lists at the end of the year are my favorite. I don't call these the best because I don't watch every movie that comes out. I don't listen to every album that comes out, and I don't play every game that comes out. I'm not that kind of reviewer. I watch, listen, and play the things I want to play. And if I like them, I talk about them in the podcast. If I don't like them, you're not going to hear about them. So it, it would be fun to put together a worst things I saw this year, but there aren't very many. Charlie's Angels, I'm looking at you. Um... <laughs> I, I try and choose my entertainment options very carefully before I waste time on it, if that makes any sense. And therefore, most of the things I watch, I praise. Most of the things I listen to or I play, I praise because, well, I did the research. I read the other reviews. I, I found out who made them, who wrote them, who directed them, who played on them, who produced them, that kind of thing. I do the research so that when I spend time with one of these entertainment properties, I know kind of what I'm getting into and whether or not I'll enjoy it. Now, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'll read that this is one of the greatest movies ever made, and I'll watch it and go, okay, it's not one of the greatest movies ever made, at least in my opinion. So my year-end list are Scott's favorite albums, favorite games, favorite movies. Not so much the best, because I'm just not qualified to say this is the best album ever recorded because I haven't heard every album. I'm a rock and prog and metal guy and, and I can't say what's the best country album or the best pop album. Well, I, I could probably but anyway, long story short my year in Lester favorites not best. That's just how I do things. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com You can subscribe to these podcasts on Spotify, uh, Google Play iTunes other podcasting apps Thank you so much for listening.